All right, day 155. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. Remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're in First Chronicles 21. Uh, if you listened to yesterday's episode, John made this prayer to the Lord that was awesome about uh, the Lord's uh, <laughs> cartilage and his knees not wearing out. Uh, I think mine is. I don't know if he was uh, trying to throw leg day. A slight, no, no, no. I wasn't trying to throw shade. Illusion. That was just the picture hey, that came to man. mind. All right, now you know. Yeah, it was leg day. We was in the gym, and boy, Keith had to stop early. He's like, "Yo, my knees," and it's like, "Hey, man, it's it's not worth injuring yourself here in Planet Fitness. Yeah. None of us are competing for nothing. For nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My knees were out. The Lord's faithfulness is not." <laughs> Uh, First Chronicles 21, um, you know, remember we're chronicling the history of Israel for the uh, post-exile community that came out of uh, exile. And what's interesting is they needed hope. They needed hope. They needed hope about what God was going to do. God right. made these promises. And he's like, hey, no, no, no. God is still remembering his promises. He's going to bless you. And I want to tell you about the history uh, of what the Lord did before the exile. Now, David, David here in First Chronicles 21, only sin that is mentioned mm. <laughs> in Chronicles, Right. Um, and it's the census, right? right? It's the census about God's people and this plague comes on God's people and the Lord is like, or yeah, the Lord comes to David. The prophet actually comes to David and the Lord is coming through the prophet and David is like, let me fall into the hands of the Lord because he's merciful, right? right? David knows the mercy of God. So he clings to the mercy of God yeah. and you see that the plague is stopped. Now it's interesting, bro, that he has to buy this altar, mm. right? To the Lord on the threshing floor of Onan, the Jebusite, right? right? So this altar that David buys yeah. is so that he can make this sacrifice, pay this price to make this sacrifice to to atone for the sin that he committed. Right. And fire comes from heaven and right. consumes the sacrifice on the altar. Now, this seems like a random place, mm. but what the Lord, the chronicler, is strategically doing is showing us what the Lord would do. Mm. This same exact place, the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, is where Abraham mm. took Isaac. Mm. And we remember that the lamb came right. and stood in a place right. for the test that was for Abraham. But this is also the actual altar of the temple. Right. So the temple will be built right here and the sins of the people mm. will be atoned for in this very spot. But not even that. That's not, I'm not done. Oh, okay. Come the on. Lord Jesus <laughs> come on. will come to this exact place mm. and offer up the same sacrifice years, hundreds of years later from when the chronicler is writing this so yeah. this is a unique place he's trying to show yes that david sinned and that the lord was gracious and merciful to us for our sins but also that uh david laid the foundation for the temple to be built in the time yeah. of solomon and that was their main concern the mm. worship of god and what he did for them at the temple yeah bro what i love about this text too man is that it just shows that david is a man that knows his god bro mm. Mm. so david sins Greatly. Facts. Facts. Can't, can't God help. comes back and Dave's like, yo, I, I can't justify it. I don't have an excuse. I know that I've sinned. And so God said, hmm. yeah, yo, and this is how you know God is a real father. God's like, all right, I'm going to give you a choice about what, what you're You want three lashes? <laughs> Not go outside? Or... Right, yeah. right, right, right. David says this. Look, David answered, verse 13, I am in anguish. Please let me fall into the Lord's hands because his mercies are very great. But don't let me fall into 
human hands. So David is actually saying, right? And this is, yeah, yeah, we just got to stop right here. People now would look mm. back and say, oh, the God of the Old Testament is a God of wrath. Mm. David is in the Old Testament and he's saying, yo, Hello. yo, God has got a mercy. Mm. Me fall into his hands. And mm. then look, bro, 15, then God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. But when the angel was about to destroy the city, the Lord looked, relented concerning the destruction mm. and said, the angel who was destroying the people, enough, withdraw your hand from now. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Ornanda Jebusite. And what you have is like, mm-hmm. David was like, yo, man, let me fall into God's hand because God is merciful. Mm-hmm. And then God shows his mercy. This is somebody who is acquainted and knows mm-hmm. his God. I think it would do us well for us to know God in the same way. Yeah, and the Lord has shown his great mercies for us. Uh, in the person and work of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he's offered for our sins, which this was just a foreshadowing of. I love what the Apostle Paul says in uh, Romans chapter 12 at the very beginning. He's like, so he goes, Romans 1 through 11, deep, dense theology about the gospel, what that's like. And then he says, therefore, in view of the mercies of God. Mm. So in other words, he, he summarizes everything that happens in the gospel as God being merciful mm. to us. And that is the only hope we actually have, bro. Amen. That God is a merciful God. What a great truth. As holy as he is, and we've been talking about that a ton. But the God, that he's merciful yeah. as well. First Chronicles 22. Amen. Um, he picks up again and uh, finishes off what we talked about before. This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar for uh, altar of burnt offering for Israel. First Chronicles 22. One, um, I love that the Lord still goes through with the plan that he had. So yeah. remember, he already made the promises to David that, right. no, no, I'm going to build this house. Your son is going to build my temple. And, um, you know, what's interesting, even about the, the son passage in 2 Samuel, he's like, um, the son you have, he 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 won't, uh, he, he'll he be punished, right, when he disciplines. Right. But here he doesn't say that. Now, um, I think that it's good for us to know that God's promises, though, even though David sinned, mm aren't halted by our failures. Amen. Right? God still comes through with his promise and he's going to build this temple Amen. for this house for his people. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 20, 23, uh, similar things. You know, David started giving his speech in 22. In 23, he commissions, uh, or in the 22, he commissions leaders. And in 23, he talks about, you know, um, the Levites. Again, they all have this role in God's kingdom. And, 38,000 people <laughs> right. of Levites that are to attend to attend to uh, the Lord's temple. And so you see David, like this perfect and good king, being essentially the leader of worship, right? right? Like he is the worship leader. He makes sure that everybody is in place yeah. to do their designated job to worship the one guy, right? right. And um, I love it, man, because at the end of 24, it's going to go further and further and further, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about the different priests, the high priests, the regular priests, and the other Levites as well, uh, and on to 25 as well. But um, I think the thing that we can learn is that uh, God's holiness um, is a reason to worship him, Mm. but it's also a reason to properly worship him, right? It'll talk about Nadab and Abihu and what happened to them. Yeah. And the Lord just wants us to know that there is a way we ought to come to him. This right. gracious and merciful God mm. has prescribed a means and a way for us to come to him. And it is in our best interest for our own flourishing and our own blessing to do as he has called us to do. Amen. Yeah, let's pray. God, I pray your holiness wouldn't lead us to turn from you in fear, but it would attract us, Lord, that we would come to you 
not just come to you, God, but we would come to you on your terms in the way that you desire. Lord, fill us with confidence as we come and approach you in worship. It's in Jesus' name.